Let's all get PS4s. No, the Xboxes are going to be better. They're not better, they're just more expensive. We are getting Xbox Ones, guys. And that is final. That's exactly how Xbox people are. Yeah. Welcome to the Geek Generation. I am your host, Rob Logan, and Mikey Arsenault is in the studio with me. How you doing? Very good. Good. Have a good week? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, not a nice day outside today. No, it's not. No. I got a call in at like four in the morning again to go to work. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Oh, yeah. I get laid off and then I just get called in extra early. <laughs> I thought I wasn't working anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much what it means. <laughs> Well, I'll I'll let people know in case they hear thunder or heavy rain outside. It's literally that kind of a day. I don't think we've ever recorded in a thunderstorm before. No, and it's January. Yeah. It should be a blizzard. I'm thankful it's not. Well, yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> we got plenty. We got all we need for this year. No more. I'm, I'm fine with that. Yeah, me too. So I do want to remind people the Geeky Award nominations should all be in by now by the time you're hearing this. We had the last day on Saturday uh, as submissions for those. I've taken a look through a lot of them. I am happy to report that we have more nominations this year than we've ever had. There are some categories I can tell are going to be runaway <laughs> runaway winners. There are a lot, though, that are all over the place. I think we have at least 13 nominations for movie of the year. Nice. So that's interesting. That's cool. That'll be very interesting when the voting comes up. Uh, but what I'm going to do now is I'm taking all your nominations. I have compiled them. I put them together uh, and they're going to go up on the site. And on Monday, you'll be able to start voting on them or maybe even Sunday if I finish early. We'll see. But that would be yesterday. So that wouldn't do you guys any good. <laughs> but maybe you saw that post and voted already. But if you didn't now, if you go to the geekgeneration.com slash awards, that's where the nomination form was. But in its place will now be a uh, voting window or panel or link or whatever I decide to put up there. I haven't completely decided yet, but you'll be able to now vote on the things that you nominated and we will take those votes and we will award the actual winners of the Geeky Awards in a, an episode coming up in a couple weeks. Nice. Very excited about that. But there is one question I have to ask you about the awards because before I compile everything and put it together and Obviously, we're talking from the past here because people can go vote now at thegeekgeneration.com slash awards. But the um, the category for the best guest of the year okay. is a tricky one because I have had people nominate people that I don't know if I should include, even though I'd like to just because I'm fans of them. But okay. uh, Carrie Byron and Tori Belici were both on the show for maybe five minutes each. Very short interview. And again, I think it was an interview. I don't know if I'm counting that as a guest appearance. Like most of our other, if not all of our others, were at least a half episode appearance. Right. So that's a that's a tricky question. It is tricky. I would say maybe for this year, you'd probably have to let it go. Yeah. And maybe next year, a new category like guest spotlight. Okay. You know, since they weren't really a guest 
necessarily strictly to the show. Mm-hmm. It was more, you know, like a quick spotlight. So maybe we interview. have to separate. That's a weird yeah, it distinction. Is. Like part of me thinks someone needs to be on for 10 or 15 minutes, like sure. at least a quarter to a half of an episode to count as really a guest. But I just I find it tough to have like a five minute guest yeah. clip with someone possibly be way better than someone who was on the show for like an hour and 10 minutes, you know? Yeah. And actually thinking about it. Yeah, probably. They probably wouldn't count because you didn't necessarily get to talk about what you wanted to talk about. You were kind of interviewing them about what they were there presenting. Right. Right. So I don't know if I'm going to count Carrie and Tori as I mean, I love talking to them. Don't get me wrong. Loved meeting them. They were amazing. And uh, it was so much fun to talk to them. And I would love to have both of them on in a longer form conversation. Which maybe we can work out in the future. I don't know. That would but, be awesome. Um, that would be awesome. But I, I don't know if I can necessarily count them as show guests because True. they really weren't doing the show necessarily. You know, everyone else on this list was doing the show and actively doing the show. Right. Whereas we were just interviewing them for like a quick YouTube video and I threw it into the show. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think yeah, I'm going to have sense. to cut them out of the the running for this year. But if they want to be in the running for another year, <laughs> That's right. if you don't like that decision, yeah, give us a call. <laughs> yeah, we'll gladly have you on. Right. Um, but since the voting round is now open, votes can be submitted until Wednesday, January 22nd. I'm going to make that the cutoff point because then I'll have enough time to put together all the information and put together our uh, stuff to actually do the Geeky Award show itself. So go to thegeekgeneration.com slash awards. Like I said. Submit all your uh, or vote for all your favorites. So let's hop into geek outs and freak outs. Yay! What are you geeking out over, Mikey? Okay, let me pull up my notes here. He has notes. I have notes. Yay! I had to. <laughs> that's I, my geek out. I'm always thinking. <laughs> I'm always thinking about him. Like on my drive here, I'm like, oh yeah, that's good. That's good. And I walk in the door, I'm like. I know I had a lot more thinking, you know, going on yeah. than what I remember right now. See, I write them down progressively <clears throat> through the week. I'll even do voice memos and stuff. I use Evernote so that I can sync them with here, and then I'm way too. That's but awesome. I, but I think about the show every minute of every day. <laughs> right. So right. I'm a weird exception there. All right. Well, this one's uh, a good one to talk about, just because we were just talking about it. It's a, a MythBusters special. Is it the Star Wars one? No, that one just went by, and that was a great episode. That's on my list. Is it? Of Geek Outs, Okay, yeah. I won't talk about it, but that was great. Okay. But actually, um, Jamie and Adam came up with their own idea for a little spinoff. They called it a series, but I think it's it's just like a one and done. Okay. I don't think it's going to continue. I wish I could have... I knew about it earlier, because mm-hmm. it airs tonight. Oh. It's on right after Mythbusters, and it's called Dangerous Toys. Okay. Okay. And what it is, is Adam and Jamie, they go around and they talk to kids. Yep. I don't really know the age. You know, I wouldn't think it it would be teenagers, a little bit younger. And what they do is they kind of get a kid's perspective on what a cool, like, battle toy would be. Okay. And then they actually build it for real. Oh, wow. Like, one of the examples was, like, a a 25-foot tall um, couch fort that, (laughs) that gets, like, attacked by, like, explosive robots. That's awesome. Yeah. So that's on tonight. That's cool. Oh, I'm definitely going to watch that. That's really cool. Yeah. I just wish, like, especially like that, they should have been advertising a lot sooner. Mm -hmm. But they haven't. 
And I, I think that might be hurting its ratings. Well, remember back at New York Comic Con when Carrie told us about the zombie special for Mythbusters, everyone was shocked. Yeah. Like, why was that not being promoted by the channel more? Exactly. I, I don't get it. They they moved them to a different day. They used to be, I think it was on Thursday a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Now it's on like Saturday 8. That's kind of weird. Not that it bothers me. It's actually a good time to view it. I can stay up that late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm super pumped about that. I that mean, sounds awesome. Anything Mythbusters related, I'm into. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Star Wars is special. Yeah. I mean, I'll let you talk about it. Oh, no, that no. One. We can talk about it right now. Let's do <clears> it. All right. I loved it. Yeah. I, I loved how everybody was in character. Yep. Especially uh, Jamie. Oh, yeah. Being Luke. That was hilarious. He has <laughs> such a such a straight yeah. face on the mm. whole time. I mean, you think he would love it, but he really didn't seem like he was that into it. No. I'm like, you're standing next to Sophia Bush, who's, oh my God. who's on the Wall of Fame, yep. dressed up as <clears throat> Princess Leia, who's like one of the, the geek female icons, and uh, he, he just doesn't. Doesn't like grimace or anything. No, or... nothing. <laughs> so she funny. jumped right into that role too. Oh, I couldn't God, believe yeah. it. She was not. There was no trepidation at all. No, nope, no nope. jumping off of that. <laughs> and as soon as they finish, let's do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see more stuff like that. I mean, I could think of a ton of Indiana Jones. Yeah. I oh, mean, Indiana done, Jones. I think they've, they've done, done some. Like some, but yeah. I mean, there's plenty you could go back to. Yep. <clears throat> there's tons of stuff I'd love to. Those see. Those themed him. episodes are great, right? Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Yep. And they did the uh, trunks, uh, the tree trunks crushing the armored vehicle. Oh, man. That was really yep. cool. The only thing that they they could have even made it. Yes, it was successful anyway. The one thing I noticed that could have been slightly different is that the in the movie, the trunks were pointed just yeah, ever so beveled, slightly. Right. Yeah. So it would have caused even more damage. I mean, it still smashed the crap out of it anyway. <laughs> right. But and I don't know how hard that wood is like that could have been a massive undertaking just to shave down mm-hmm. those particular parts of it. They were already having trouble just pushing the wood and keeping the structure up and all that stuff. So but that was awesome. And then they also did the uh, the Tauntaun body. Yep. That took a lot more work than they originally anticipated. But it was such an impressive and complicated like experiment scenario, right? They had to set up a lab essentially of keeping the temperature, the, uh, the body that kept the blood with yeah, the external the heart, heart that pumped. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. They, they do a lot of work yeah. and that's why, that's why the show is so successful. Oh yeah. It was awesome. Great special. Great stuff. All right. Let's see. Um, again, it's uh star Wars related, mm-hmm. you know, there's always all the rumors bouncing around about, you know, Star Wars 7. Yep. You know, I, I read the headlines on it. I actually try not to read the articles. Yep. Because I don't want any expectations. I think I already know where you're going with this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any, you know, I don't want any, any spoilers or anything like that. Yeah. But one of the new ones bouncing around is the uh, the Bounty Hunter spinoff. Oh, no, I didn't know where you were going yeah. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm, that's, Fill me in. That's really cool. Uh, apparently, they, it's just going to be like a, a separate uh, movie. I don't know if it's going to be a series. Mm-hmm. You know, they might just start off with one, but instead of following the Jedi side, you're following in the line of a, a bounty hunter. Sure. Well, yeah, they've said there's <clears throat> going to be movies outside of the like classic storyline that we know of. Yep. So, yes, they're going to do the trilogy that follows what's happened from there, but there's going to be all these separate one-off yeah. movies coming out of it. No, I think that's awesome. I mean, I think there's always been a, a group of people that are just been infatuated with the bounty hunters oh, obviously absolutely. i mean you go to the comic-con and there's tons of cosplay yeah 
And I, but I think it's great because I mean it's like the perfect anti-hero really yeah and boba fett's almost always named as one of yeah people's favorite characters from star wars yep so now i didn't like i said i don't like to read the stories too much because i don't want to blow anything for, mm-hmm. for myself so i don't know if it's following the story of boba fett or if it's just a new bounty hunter that they're following they could go any number they of could. directions yeah you know but I, i'm excited about it because it could go either way i mean in your mind he could be turn out to be a hero in the end mm-hmm. or he could just you know you could hate him in the end sure you know so it's great well yeah the thing is they're mercenaries so yeah. that's what's cool i mean they're not they're not jedi they're not you know part of uh, the dark side they're just themselves really it's so easy to do the gray area with a mercenary type character because even yep. though they have a moral compass they'll still do stuff for money right. so it puts them in that weird decision making area all the time yeah or you never know i mean they, in the story they could make it He's forced to become a bounty hunter, you know, to repay a debt, repay a debt, sure. you know, something like that. Yep. And obviously, you know, in that realm, debts are. Oh, big. yeah. Their currency. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, Now, ne- this isn't necessarily the the geek out. I, I got a Pacific Rim for Christmas. OK. Uh, I sat down and watched it the other day. I got to watch it again because it had. It happened the same day there was an accident in front of my house. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of... <laughs> distracted. Not, yeah, I was I was distracted. And I'm not like the type of person that can rewind, keep rewinding and going back. Yeah. You know, I just kind of keep plowing through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, as an action movie, uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's a much more interesting, like, Godzilla. Yeah. You know, because instead of waiting for some strange moth to come and take, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, take out Godzilla, you know, it's the people doing it. But... I absolutely loved uh, Hannibal Chow's character. Yeah. Oh, my God. I loved him. Yeah. So good. So good. And it was kind of fitting that it was uh, Ron Perlman who played the character. Yep. Especially since it's a Del Toro movie. Exactly. Yeah. You knew it was going to come in somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and again, there's rumors of uh, Pacific Rim, too. Yes. That doesn't surprise me. There's a lot of people. It's developed a weird following. Yeah. And I, I like I, I thought it was a fun movie. I didn't think it was deep or anything. I just yeah. thought it was a fun punch, punchy punch movie. Well, it it kind of reminds me of Kick-Ass. Oh, in, yeah. In, in a way, it, it, the style relates to me. Either you dig it, you like it, mm-hmm. you know, you'll rewatch it, you'll see a sequel or you don't like it at all. You know, I think that's kind of the way Kick-Ass see, is. See, I am kind of a gray area with Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't love it. Yep. I did not like it. I was like, that was fun. Would I see a sequel? Sure. But I don't know if I'd ever like bother rewatching the original or anything. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. No, I liked it. I don't want to give anything away, but I I would love it if his character came back. Yeah. I, I can see them actually making it possible for his character to come back. Oh, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because he's his character is just kind of like that badass guy that just never gives up right you know and right he, he's gonna come out of that yeah yeah <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> cutting his way through yeah yeah <laughs> so that was that and my last uh geek out is i got um i got an ipad mini for christmas mm-hmm. oh nice yeah the thing is just absolutely unbelievable i used to have um i still have it it's actually sold but i haven't given it to the person yet no. <laughs> i used to have a kindle fire yeah and it really the ipad just blows it away yeah I mean, I can't compare it to the newer Kindles that are out there. You know, they have that HDX ones mm-hmm. and 
the high definition ones, but the iPad is just so much. My better. mom got a really nice Kindle for yeah. Christmas, so I haven't played around with it, but it looks really cool. They they are nice, but I actually came across a lot of pages that I couldn't view. Oh yeah, on the fire. Oh uh, yeah, that's yeah. Or sometimes you know there would like be like a menu that you'd have to click on the menu that would pop down. You'd have to scroll. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have the ability to scroll. Oh, that sucks. So you'd only get the first couple options that would normally pop up, and then that was it. Yeah, it's obnoxious. Yeah, so it's great. Plus, it it syncs up with my uh, my iPhone, so whatever I've got open on my iPad, I can view on my my phone or yep. vice versa. Yep. So it's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I need to get my hands on a mini at yeah. some point. I like the mini. My wife, she has the iPad, not the newest version. It's like an iPad two. I don't even know what version they're up to now. Yeah, who knows? But it just feels too big. Mm. You know, it's just, it's like awkward. It's like holding a magazine the whole time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, mini seems a lot yeah. better size wise. Yeah. And again, it, it's a little bigger than my old fire that I had. Mm-hmm. Not by a whole lot physical size, but the screen's much bigger. Yeah. Because on my fire, I had half inch edge all the way around mm-hmm. and the iPad just goes edge to edge. Yeah. It's nice. Cool. So that's it. All right. Uh, I have some geek outs. Uh, for one, I was shopping in Target around Christmas time and I had looked exactly, I was doing some, whenever I go shopping, I'm not a shopper. I like to know what I'm getting before I go there. So I needed some more timers for my Christmas lights and stuff that are in my apartment. And yes, my Christmas stuff is still up. <laughs> I I am. There's a big part of me that wants to leave them up all year just to do it. <laughs> I love, you know, I love Christmas. Oh, Most yeah. people know I love Christmas. I It is the most depressing thing in the world to put them away right. at the end of the season. Like my lights and my tree don't kick on until like 4 p.m. But when they do, it's the best feeling in the world <laughs> every day. I love it when I'm here and they kick on. And I'm like, yeah, that's right. Let's get the And I have some nice multicolored. I like to tacky things up a little yeah. bit. In my eyes, the tackier the decoration, the better the decoration for Christmas sake. <laughs> um, so I really think I am going to leave them up all year. Why not? Just because. Because I am an adult. And no one can tell me I can't. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And you go back and be like, yeah, I did that once. Yeah. You know, just do it once. Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> getting back to the point, when I was shopping for my timers, I, I looked for exactly what I wanted and I found the model and the price and everything that I wanted of the specific timer. I went to Target and I went in the Christmas area, which you assume is where they would be. And there were timers there, but it was a different brand. They cost a little bit more and they didn't have all the functions of the one that I saw. So I was like, well, they're clearly trying to sell this one because this is the one near all the other lights and everything. So I went on my iPod Touch and Target provides free Wi-Fi access, which does go right to their site, which makes sense, mm-hmm. but which is what I wanted to use anyway. Uh, and I redid the search for the item. And then I noticed when you have the find a store option, you can actually have it tell you which aisle in the store nice. it's in. So it listed the aisle. I went to that aisle and there was the timer I was looking for. That's nice. That's that's the best. Yeah, that is the best. I could have bought it online and had them have it ready for me. Like (laughs) at the register, I probably would have just had to come back and like an hour or something so they could get it and move it over there. But I can do some things by myself. Like I said, I'm an adult. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) 
and save myself some time too. But I thought that was great just to be able to look things up like that and find the exact. Now, granted, I'm a human being. I could have just asked somebody. No, no, no. But also half the time, too, if you ask someone, oh, we have those right here. Like they might not have even known the people in that section where else in the store. Right. I could have found the ones that I wanted. Yeah. Plus, I didn't remember exactly which brand it was. So it was awesome. That's cool. Yeah. Um, my next key out is that I finished watching Nikita. It wrapped up. They did the final six episodes. I saved them all up so that I could binge watch the last six. And the series is now over. It ended very satisfyingly. Nice. And I am very happy with that. I'm sad it's over, but I enjoyed the entire story of it. So, yeah. That is nice that, like you said, it the whole series finished up nice. Yep. I can't stand when a series comes to an end and either they rush it in the end yep. or they just give you that fucking attitude. Yeah. This is how it's going to end. Yep. I don't give a shit what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. And it's always a worry because especially when they cut down a season, like I don't know how much of it they had written. I think in a way they didn't even know they were going to come back for another season. So it was almost like a gift that they got anymore. Yep. To kind of wrap it up. And then I was like, some people complain about having six. And Warehouse 13 has the same thing coming up with their final season, that they have six episodes to wrap everything up. Depending on how long your season's gone or how long your show's gone, even still, six episodes is plenty of time to wrap anything up. I don't care what story and how many questions and all this other stuff you've asked. A movie can go beginning, middle, end in two hours or like sometimes <laughs> yeah. 90 minutes. Yep. So if you're given nearly, I guess with commercials, let's say five hours to wrap up things that you've set up over the last few years, I think you can do that. Yeah. If, if you really try. <laughs> yeah. Besides, you don't have to answer every single question no. that you create. No. As long as you get the core questions touched on. Yeah. That makes people happy. Yep. And there's you just save a little bit of time for fan service, do some nods to old stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe some characters come back real quick, things like that. But they did a really nice job wrapping it up. I was very happy. So I come out of Nikita with a good feeling, <laughs> <laughs> unlike some other recent shows. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, my next one is I heard something on the Indoor Kids that I was not aware of. And hearing it, I don't know if it's ever really going to affect me, but I just thought it was cool. People are are excited that the Wii U does like the remote play thing where you have the Wii U controller and you can play a game from your Wii U on the screen of that. So if someone wanted to like watch Netflix on the Wii U, you could still play a game on the touchpad with the screen there. That's cool. Now, PS4 has the same thing. And we knew this uh, is that you'd be able to do that if you had a PlayStation Vita, yep. their handhold, th- handheld thing on your Wi-Fi, you could connect to your PlayStation 4 and play games on the screen. It would stream them to your Vita while someone else watched something else on there, too. Mm -hmm. What I didn't know is that apparently works no matter which Wi-Fi service you're in. What do you mean? So if if I have a PS4 here, and I go to California, and I'm staying at a hotel that has pretty good Wi-Fi, I can play my PS4 games on my Vita from their Wi-Fi. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. That I did not know. Wow. But that's pretty freaking amazing. That is good. Yeah. That's going to really push the sales of the Vita. Right? I think. 
as well as something else we're going to talk about really soon. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you've heard about it, but it's in the news. Uh, another thing I'm geeking out over, which is going to be a time sink for me, I'm sure, is uh, I love the South Park Studios website. I don't know if you've ever gone to it. No, I haven't. South Park does not put their stuff on YouTube. They must have struck a deal with Comedy Central at some point to have access to their own stuff. So it doesn't go up on their channel. It doesn't go up on their own YouTube. They have their own site with all their video housed there, and it's everything. You can go on and you can watch any episode of South Park uncensored on their website. And it's been like this for years. I don't know how many people are aware of it. For free? For free. Wow. And they just launched a beta version, a new, uh, a beta version of their new site, which includes a random episode button. So you can hit the (laughs) random episode button and it will just play a South Park episode randomly chosen for you from anywhere. Cause usually half the time, the hardest thing is, well, which episode do I feel like watching? Right. Yeah. If you just hit random episode, boom. That's cool. That's awesome. That's a good idea. It's, it's so such a, simple. Right. But great at right. the same time. And if you just want to watch clips, there's also a random clips button. Yep. So you don't even have to watch a whole episode. If you just want to watch and go down that rabbit hole, <laughs> wow. you could do that all day. I'm sure. Man, I think some of these, uh, <clears throat> these online services should offer that too. Right. The other day I logged on to Amazon Prime and I'd probably spent 15, 20 minutes just looking for something to watch. <laughs> yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Choose something for me. Yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. I want to watch something. No idea what. I am an adult, but I can't make decisions. (laughs) (laughs) I still wish any of these gaming consoles allowed you to make a video playlist because so many of them allow you to play like transfer videos over and watch whatever and digital things. Like if you if you're buying digital movies or something that you're housing on or you're streaming or whatever it is, I almost wish you could build your own TV or movie channel. Yep. So that you just say, I want to watch my channel. Whatever comes on, comes on. Hmm. Actually, speaking of watching movies, this was really cool. For Christmas, my wife, she bought me um, X-Men First Class mm-hmm. for Christmas. Great movie. And she bought it on Amazon, and she has an Amazon Prime account. Mm-hmm. Instantly after the purchase, she had the the uh, the online video available to mm-hmm. watch streaming. Mm-hmm. That was really cool, except for she thought it was going to blow the surprise for me for Christmas. Oh, really? Because if I looked through the library, I would see it. Oh, it. yeah. But that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, they're doing that a lot more. They also do it with uh, if you buy CDs now, a lot of the CDs have uh, what they call auto rip. Mm -hmm. So when you buy the CD, as soon as you do, you have access to it digitally as well through the auto rip thing. So it's available in your Amazon music library. Cool. Instantly. And the CD is still coming to you. And actually, when I when they launched that service, I had bought some CDs on Amazon in the past. And as they are slowly adding the auto rip to more and more stuff, I just got emails saying, you now have these music files in your library because you bought this CD three years ago. That's nice how they're keeping track of that stuff. Right. You know, I love Amazon so much. Yeah. (laughs) Right now they're doing no wrong. No. I mean, you can't beat them on anything. Returns uh, a couple years ago. I want to say it was like two Christmases ago. My mom bought me Gran Turismo 5 for Christmas. Mm hmm. And it got delivered to the completely the wrong state. Oh, wow. And but somebody took delivery of it. Okay. So it didn't get shot back or anything. So I don't know if my mom wrote an email. She made a phone call. Two days later, brand new copy sitting at the door. Awesome. No questions asked. And then uh, it turns out probably two weeks after that, the people that received it were were nice enough to forward it. So I actually had two copies. (laughs) So (laughs) I was. 
went to Walmart and returned <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Uh, I have one other geek out. Okay. Uh, this is back to Carrie Byron. Nice. Go figure, right? We're going full circle with yeah. our geek outs here. Um, I had forgotten that Carrie Byron follows me on Twitter. Yep. Since the interview that we did, and not my personal account, she follows the Geek Generation account now. Okay. And I was like, okay, so we interviewed her and she follows her. And I never really checked how many people she followed. She follows 372 accounts. That's not, not a, a ton. Especially not- <laughs> with, you would think with the people that she, she knew. Right. 300 is not a lot at all. Not when you have like 340,000-ish followers. Yeah. And you follow 372. Uh, that, I think we're, we're in the, we're in the mix there of some <laughs> respected company. That's cool. But I was reminded the other day when I posted a picture of the Veronica Mars movie poster mm-hmm. and she favorited the tweet. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. Carrie Byron <laughs> that's follows so me. Cool. I think it's great. But then yep. I, I got, I got Twitter creepy and I looked at the people that she does follow. Just, I was like, you know what? Who else does she follow? I'm curious. And yep. most of them are like verified accounts and celebrities and stuff. And I was like, uh, Steve Brandano. Robin Quivers. What what the she's got like the whole Howard Stern cast. Really? She's following all of them. I did not know she was a Stern fan. That's a bonus for which you. Which makes her that much more awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and it, I just I want to have her on the show and talk to her about it forever. <laughs> That would be fine. I don't listen to the Stern show, but if that's what you guys want to talk about, that's fine. I mean, we can talk some Mythbusters. Yeah. We can talk some geeky stuff and some art and all that. I mean, yeah. I feel like I could talk to her for hours and hours, not only just because of the personality that she has when we talked to her. She was so great. But like all of the interests are completely in line with the things that we do. Yep. Like the Howard Stern show, the geeky stuff. We were art majors. It's like boom, 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 boom. Right. We could just have marathon podcasting recording <laughs> session. It wouldn't be a problem at all. You know what a question I would love to ask any of the Mythbusters? Yeah. How much of this stuff that they make do they take home? Like they make some of the coolest props yep. and just gadgets for their own show. Mm. What do they do with it when it's done? Somebody's got to be taking some of this stuff home. I feel like the majority of stuff stays... In the warehouse, because like we said, they they dug up that yeah. old. Uh, well, the robots they seem to reuse and repurpose. Right, but right. Some of this one-off stuff actually was really cool. Unfortunately, I was out plowing the day of the Star Wars special, mm-hmm. and if you were following along live, you could uh, retweet something to go into the running for the uh, that grappling hook. That Jamie made. I was just going to say. I'm like, oh, that would have been cool. I, if I had known about it, I would have tweeted it for a chance. I was just going to say, like, who took the grappling hook home? Because yeah. it looked so movie accurate. It, it really did. And yeah, it was really well made. And worked. Yeah. <laughs> After <clears throat> quite a few tries, but it did work. That that didn't, for me, that didn't hurt the myth at all. No. No, not at all. Y- you can easily go, he has latent force powers. Yep. <laughs> How do you disprove that? Yeah. Of course, that's going to make his percentage of getting it right on the first try happen. Yeah. Go Besides, way up. who really wants to see the hero miss? I know. You know? <laughs> well, this movie slowed down yeah. a bit. <laughs> exactly. Wow, Luke, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been awesome. And then Princess Leia pushes him out of the way and does it herself. Grabs a hold of him. Get over here. <laughs> but there was no Little League team on Tatooine. <laughs> Shut up, you little bitch. Hold on. <laughs> All right, let's go into freakouts. Okay. Oh, freakout! I don't have any, like I already said, believe it or not, which is a rare thing. So yeah. you go right ahead. Um, I, I only have two. 
And this one, I was, it probably is surprising it's coming out of my mouth, Mm -hmm. but I'm actually disappointed to hear that they have approved a Harry Potter Broadway show. Ooh. To me, it's like, all right, you're pushing it too far. Mm -hmm. Okay. You had this incredible book series, you know, the movie series went over huge. I don't mind the idea of the spinoff series. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because it's it's dealing with the world and they've set up a universe. Yeah, they set up a universe and people want to see some more. I don't have a problem with that. You know, the the theme park is awesome. I've been there. But Mm -hmm. to me, the Broadway show is like, whoa. Yeah. Now it's like, what are you trying to do? You're trying to just get more money out of this? You know, it's like not necessary. Yeah. I mean, do like a cartoon or something before that. (laughs) Like, yeah, (laughs) anything. I I don't know. I mean, not that I do Broadway shows. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen a couple but I just don't see how that's going to be interesting at all. No, no, <laughs> I know? agree. That yeah. sounds awful. Like I can see like a live theme park show, kind of like the Indiana Jones Sun Spectacular yeah. type idea where they have there like a go. Wizards Duel and Quidditch and things yeah. like that. You could have some special effects yeah, going on. Do a live action show. Sure. Don't do this Broadway crap. Yeah. And I don't know. And, and again, if it had been like Warner Brothers who decided to come out with this, I would have been like, yeah, okay. But it's actually J.K. Rowling that's oh, really? pushed for it. It's like, oh, what are you doing? You that know? sounds dumb. Yeah. <laughs> so I was really sad to hear, you know, hear about that one. Right. How many, <laughs> how many songs do you think are going to end with lines that are spell names? And they're oh, just going to yeah. keep like, there's going to be one song they just rhyme like every single spell name there is. Yeah. Yeah. And guaranteed they're going to rip off the the movie where they have the the frog singing with the chorus. You oh, know, God, that's going to be in there. Awful. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> and then this one is just completely random, but it just, it's come to my mind like multiple times and it's not even current. Okay. It's whenever I see smart cars drive around, I actually get like a little bit mad inside. Yeah. Because it's just like, there's nothing smart about this car, especially here, you know, not in the city. In the city is the only place. In the world that that little stupid car makes sense. Now, now explain to me more the smart car. Okay, the smart car is a car, I want to say, it might be like a division of Mercedes. Okay. I could be completely wrong on that Is one. smart car the brand like, the, yeah, name? It's, it's oh, a okay. brand name. It's kind of like Scion is to Toyota. Sure. You know, it's, it's tiny, two-seater. Okay. I think it's a th- three-cylinder car. Mm-hmm. Okay. It would make sense if it got like 50, 60 miles to the gallon, but it gets the same exact mileage as your Corolla. Okay. So it's like, why would you choose a car that small? And that's what makes me mad. It, that's why it's like, it's not smart. To me, when I see somebody driving a smart car, yeah. you've just accepted that you suck at driving <laughs> and you need the smallest car possible so you do not hit something. <laughs> you know, you need that extra maneuverability. Yeah. So it does make sense in a city where parking space is limited and things like that, but... But I saw one in, you know, my hometown. Yeah. Where it's big (laughs) trucks everywhere and SUVs, all right? And, oh, they just, they piss me off when I see them. They really do make me mad. (laughs) And it's just some of those stupid things, but it's like, ah. Yeah. I don't get it. I get angry when I see PT Cruisers. Really? Yeah, but that's that's because uh, the one pissed me off okay. <laughs> immensely. It before. just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, like I was in I was in Vermont with uh, our friends uh, Greg and Bob from college, 
and we were driving. I think that's Mount Washington yeah. in Vermont there. Yep. Uh, we, we drove up to the top and I was in my car and we're driving down and you have to hit the brakes frequently because you're driving down a mountain. Mm-hmm. But the cruise, the PT cruiser in front of us was going so slow that by the time we got to the bottom, I smelt my tires from the brake pads <laughs> really? rubbing against them. Wow. Because this thing was just pissing me off immensely and just like had its brakes partially pushed the whole way down. Yeah. If if nobody has ever driven up or down Mount Washington, it the first half is nice. Yeah. You know, it's paved roads, yep. scenic, guardrails. Yep. And then you, you hit this point, no trees. Dirt road yep. with just like cliffs off the side. It was terrifying. Oh yeah, and it's two way traffic, and you yes. never believe near the top that two cars are going to pass each other. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've driven that once. I probably won't drive it again. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in the car with someone else driving, uh uh-uh. uh, yeah, I would have lost my mind. <laughs> I already have issues like being a passenger. Like I always prefer to drive. Oh, I do just because I'm a control freak. Yep. And there's there are people that I can drive with just fine, you being one of them. Mm-hmm. There's certain people I totally trust. But for the most part, I like to be driving. If someone else was driving on that mountain and I looked over, and then I'd be closer well, that's to the it cliff too. edge. Being yeah. in the passenger side, oh. you, you probably can't see the road at all. Right, oh. right. Oh, my God. That would have made me so mental. <laughs> <sighs> so, so, yeah, that's it. Smart but That's it for my, my freak out, though. All right. But, I mean, it's... Oh. That car, that <laughs> stupid car. I mean, I understand compact cars. I love driving small cars. Yeah. But to me, if it's not a sports car, yep. it's got to seat at least four people. Yeah. And a smart car is not a sports car. It's a stupid <laughs> car. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's a good place yeah. for us to take a break. Let's calm down a little bit, and we'll uh, we'll be back. <laughs> Looking for a way to show your geek pride? We've got a great selection of t-shirts over at the Geek Generation store to help you out. Represent the Geek Generation with a G-Shield logo tee, become Lord of the Geeks, or rock the Gamer shirt. All proceeds support the show and allow us to continue bringing you free content. Get your shirt now by going to thegeekgeneration.com store. Hey, Amazon users. If you'd like to help support the show, please go to thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon, which will bring you right to the Amazon homepage. If you make a purchase after using this link, you've helped the show by earning us a commission, and it won't cost you any extra money. Please use this link for all your future Amazon shopping. That's thegeekgeneration.com slash Amazon. Hi, this is Carrie Byron from the Mythbusters, and you're listening to The Geek Generation, my favorite podcast. All right, we are back, and we have a lot of news to go over. I don't think we're even going to squeeze it all into this episode, but we have some big stuff to talk about. Uh, A lot of news came out of CES recently. The Consumer Electronics Show. Yeah, that's what it stands for. (laughs) That one. (laughs) I know words and stuff. Uh, and this was one of the first big announcements that kind of trumped everything that did come out of CES. It came out, I think, just before CES. Doesn't really have anything to do with CES, but it trumped everything. Today is a great day to be a WWE fan because, drum roll, please. We are announcing the launch of the WWE Network. 
WWE Network will be the first network ever to launch with a 24-7 streaming service with scheduled programs, exclusive live content, and an on-demand library that our fans can access everywhere, on any device, directly from WWE. It's truly an extraordinary offering that's going to include the following. All 12 live WWE pay-per-view events. Yes, even WrestleMania at no additional charge. But there's more. There will be groundbreaking original series, in-ring shows, live pre and post shows for Raw and SmackDown, new reality series, and soon to come, a live daily studio show. The network also includes access to WWE's vast video on demand library, which at launch will include every single WWE, WCW, and ECW pay-per-view, past years of Raw and SmackDown, and much more. Yeah, you know, at launch, we're just going to have everything we've ever done. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) It is amazing. And with all that programming they're going to need to come up with, look, I'm available. I'm just saying that I, I need it. I need a want a new job. So let's let's do that. If it can be broadcasting, if you need uh, someone to just interview people, hey, whatever right. it might be. I'm just saying. I did say I'm a there. daily show. I did. I'm just saying. Um, but anyway, just to kind of go down the big uh, all the details of this major announcement. WWE Network, the first ever 24-7 streaming network, will launch live in the U.S. on Monday, February 24th featuring all 12 WWE live pay-per-view events, including WrestleMania valued at more than $600 per year. Just if you were to get the pay-per-views, all of them, $600. And this service will be available for $9.99 per month with a six-month commitment. WWE Network will also include groundbreaking original programming, reality shows, documentaries, classic matches, and more than 1,500 hours of video on demand at launch. Now, thinking about that from a financial standpoint, I don't really watch wrestling too much anymore. I've said that before. Mm-hmm. But I do always watch WrestleMania. WrestleMania costs 50 to $60 a year. A year, well, I mean, for the event itself. Right. If I watch one other event, like the Royal Rumble, which is sometimes fun to catch up on and sometimes I do, if I were to buy those individually, I'm already paying more than I would pay for WWE Network for a year. Yeah, you might as well go that route. I might as well. And this is a streaming service, meaning that I don't have to have cable. I can watch it on any device, including my PlayStation. Nice. So this is the best possible model for launching a channel that I can think of in this modern age, I think, because it's it bypasses cable. And it brings it right to you. Oh, my God. I just thought of an idea for one of their shows. <laughs> you know what would be a lot of fun is if they could set up online game matches. Like, if you could have... Oh, like, like play the game? Yeah, like, you would watch an actual wrestling event game. They need to have a virtual league. Yeah. That would be wicked that cool. That would be cool. That I mean, was something obviously. I tried doing, uh, like, on the internet yep. a while ago. Like years ago, I had set up a website for an online wrestling league where mm-hmm. we all design our own characters and write our own stories. And yeah, the only thing that would change or fluctuate would be the results of the matches. We'd have to make our we wouldn't set up the matches. They would be legitimate competitive matches. Right. And then the story would run out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like a half hour show. 
obviously you're going to have some type of trial so you don't mm-hmm. get some schmuck ruining it. <laughs> right, right. Nobody's going to want to watch it then, but I think right. that'd be pretty fun. I think that'd be a lot you know? of fun. Maybe bring in some old, uh, some former wrestlers to almost like announce like yeah. what's going on. That'd be cool. <laughs> yeah. Do the commentary for the matches. Yeah. That'd be really cool. Uh, there's a lot more details about this. Yeah. Vince McMahon, call me. <laughs> <laughs> Fans can subscribe to WWE Network beginning at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on Monday, February 24th at WWE.com. And for a limited time, will be offered a free one-week trial. WWE Network, the first 24-7 network delivered directly to fans through digital distribution, will be available on desktops and laptops via WWE.com. WWE Network will also be available through the WWE app. I'm going to keep saying WWE, and it's going to sound weird and weird (laughs) as I keep doing this. Uh, Through the app on Amazon's Kindle Fire devices, Android devices such as Samsung Galaxy, iOS devices such as Apple iPad and iPhone, Roku streaming devices, Sony PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 4, and Xbox 360. Availability on additional devices, including Xbox One and select smart TVs, will follow this summer. Wow. That's awesome. It is. And I have a smart TV, too, so I might even be able to get an app on my TV Um, to watch the pay-per-view. Like, this is ridiculous. It's awesome. Yeah. It really is. And it's so smart. And like you said, $9.99 a month, cheap. Yep. Okay? A lot of high school kids going into college, huge wrestling fans. Yeah. Um, Like, I know when we went into college... Which really, I mean, wasn't like... How much money did we spend on pay-per-views? Well, not only that, but... We watched them all. Not only that, but you had to pay extra for cable. Yes. You know, so... And we had to drive to my parents' house all the time to watch them. So if you don't have, you know, if you're a college kid and you don't have cable, if everybody's got a laptop, yeah, boom, right there. Yeah. $9.99 a month, you can afford that. You got an entire channel. Yeah. Great. This is awesome. And it's a great business model for them, too, because someone like me who was a big watcher who's kind of gotten out of it... And does that math and says, I might as well just get it for the year. Yeah. Now I'm paying for something, which means there's going to be a certain like obligation feeling on me. Like maybe I should watch it a little bit more if I'm paying for it. You know what? I might just get sucked back in again. There you go. And then I'm a consumer and a buyer of their products one more time Mm -hmm. all over. So this is really smart. Uh, and there's a ton more information. WWE Network also will also offer fans a second screen experience for all original programming and live events via the WWE app, similar to the interactive fan experience currently available for flagship TV programs Raw and SmackDown. So while you're watching something on your TV, you could have the second screen thing going on on your app. Like, <laughs> at launch, WWE Network will include, like we said, all 12 WWE pay-per-view events, including WrestleMania, will be available to subscribers live as well as on demand. Live pay-per-view, 30-minute pre- and post-shows. Original programming content. Here's some of their original shows. We all know about NXT and Superstars. Mm-hmm. Those will keep going. In addition to that, a show called The Monday Night War which is a series exploring the shocking real-life stories that fueled the mid-90s rivalry between WWE and WCW. Another show called WrestleMania Rewind, which is a comprehensive look back at the most groundbreaking matches and dramatic moments in WrestleMania history, including never-before-seen footage and in-depth interviews. Another show called WWE Countdown, which is a one-hour groundbreaking interactive countdown series that puts the power squarely in viewers' hands by giving the audience the chance to discuss and rank WWE's most spectacular superstars, unexpected moments, best catchphrases, and more through digital polling and social media interactions. So like a list show where you actually vote for what's going to be on the list through social media. Mm. Very smart idea. 
Uh, and then the one that sounds really odd, WWE Legends House. Coming in April, this reality series reunites WWE's greatest legends in one house in the suburbs. So it's like <laughs> it's like the real world. Right. It's like the real world, just surreal life with WWE legends. Uh, that, that could be funny. I mean, I don't know if it'd be amusing forever, but oh, man, it sounds first, chaotic. Yeah. For the first season, it's going to be funny. The service also offers video on demand. WWE Network will offer all WWE, WCW and ECW pay-per-views, as well as classic matches, uncut and uncensored. Encores of Raw, SmackDown, and WWE main event, totaling more than 1,500 hours of video on demand at launch. Wow. All episodes of original programming on WWE Network will be available on demand immediately after they premiere, allowing viewers to watch on their schedule. So you don't have to watch anything the first time it airs. You can watch it all on your own time frame. That's nice. They they try and do that now. I have Charter. <laughs> And sometimes I miss my favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Like I love watching Gold Rush. I love watching uh, Bering Sea Gold. Mm -hmm. But they're on, you know, one's on from like 10 to 11. Yeah. Uh, Now that I'm laid off, I can can stay up that late and watch it. But if I missed it and I would try and go on the on demand, sometimes I'd have to wait a month. Yeah. Before we come on. I'm like, what the hell? Yep. Well, when you have control over your own content, this is the result. Yeah. That's awesome. I can see this like. People might be like, this is really cool and it's great for wrestling fans and stuff. And it's like, no, no, no. This is so much more. If this is successful, this is the launching of one's own brand and one's own product. They're they're their own brand. They're their own content producers. They're now going to have their own delivery medium. Mm-hmm. If this is successful, they could potentially in the future break away from cable yep. and, t- and traditional TV as a whole. Yeah, but I... I see it as a trend, too. Exactly. I, I think if this goes big, I see other, you know, either other channels or other, other subjects exactly. doing the same. Exactly. This could just be, even though it's just being looked as like a wrestling thing that they're doing right now and it might work and blah, blah, blah. Yes, things like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu are creating their own original content, but they're still having to strike deals with all these other people. Yeah. This is their own house putting out their own stuff and... This is going to be a huge trend. They could be the first and really the death of traditional television. Yeah. This and could be the first major, major blow if it's successful. Yeah. And it doesn't surprise me coming from the McMahon you know, no. family. They've always been geniuses when it yep. comes to business. Yep. And I mean, I don't know if it's on the list, but I would be really surprised too if there wasn't some type of a, a fitness show. Oh, God, some yeah. sort, you know. Yeah. Like a workout time or something like that and even if it's not on the list right now this is just at launch yeah so things will constantly things will not work and they'll get let go new things will come in they'll try new stuff it's gonna be an ever evolving machine but they by the sounds of it right now there's plenty of content to keep people entertained 1500 hours of online shows that's incredible let's hope they have a random episode button yeah (laughs) a random match button yep that would be amazing imagine if it randomly chose a match from all those years and all those shows and all those pay-per-views. And yeah, just, yeah. You know, Hulk Hogan versus anybody, you know, yeah. Andre the Giant. Unbelievable. You know, Ultimate Warrior. Such a crazy thing. But yeah. amazing. Absolutely amazing. Genius. Yeah. All right. Jeez, uh, we're we're already getting like close to the hour, but we have some we have some <laughs> is, stuff we have to talk about. That our first news story. <laughs> that was our first news story. That's we, cool. We do have stuff we have to get out now, though. We'll 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 cut out some of the things that are kind of extraneous, but. There is some stuff I definitely want to talk about now because it's so big. Uh, the Xbox One versus PlayStation 4. The holidays are over. Yeah. So the initial battle of the console wars has like the first battle is over. 
and the numbers are out. Can I make my prediction? Absolutely. PS4? Do you think it's by a lot? Yes. Let's see. And then after you tell me, I'll say why. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> right. Microsoft has announced that more than 3 million Xbox One consoles were sold worldwide from its launch on November 22nd until the end of 2013. Okay. Sony Computer Entertainment has announced that more than 4.2 million PlayStation 4 consoles have been sold worldwide as of December 28th, 2013, the most successful console launch in history. Hmm. That was right. You were right. And the, the numbers only... is not as different as we thought they would be. No, based I, I on... thought it would have been like, you said 3 million. Right. I thought it would maybe been like 5 million. I, would, yeah, I yeah. didn't think like double, but. Yep. Yeah, if if Microsoft didn't back off all that garbage they originally had, this these numbers would be so different. <laughs> yeah. Now, the only reason why I made that prediction is while I was doing my holiday shopping, you know, I would go into stores, pass by a Best Buy, Target, uh, Sam's Club, BJ's, mm-hmm. and they would have signs up that would say, we have Xbox, Xbox One, One. And we have Wii U. You know, but <laughs> nothing at all about nope. PS4s. They were a lot harder to find. Yep. Yeah. But... Even with the battle over, and it's not over. I mean, these no. are going to extend for years and years and years. But PlayStation has something new to add to nice. the whole thing. That's good. I don't know if you heard about this. No, but, I have not. So oh, I'm, I'm really? Pretty, you haven't heard about this? No, I'm pretty excited to hear. Oh, this is big. Here we go. PlayStation's library of titles is one of the most expansive in the world, filled with memorable experiences that have kept gamers entertained for years. As we built the new network, we asked ourselves, what if we could unlock PlayStation's library of games so that they're instantly available on PlayStation devices as well as non-PlayStation devices? We've been steadfast in our commitment to make this a reality and have made incredible advancements towards integrating Gaikai's advanced cloud-based technology into our network. The result is nothing short of amazing and marks the beginning of a new era of streamed gaming that eliminates traditional barriers without compromising the quality of gameplay. I'm pleased to announce the new streaming game service, PlayStation Now. This service will, in the long term, provide existing PlayStation gamers with instant access to the games they loved from previous generations, from the original PlayStation, PS2, and PS3. Equally important, the service will also introduce the world of PlayStation to even non-console owners via smartphones, televisions, and other devices. Soon, playing your favorite PS3 game on a tablet will be a reality. We are also going to offer gamers choice when it comes to how they want to access content on PlayStation Now. So they'll be able to rent by title for specific games they're interested in, and we'll also offer a subscription model that delivers additional value and allows people to explore a range of titles that they might otherwise not have experienced. I'm pleased to confirm that we will begin a closed beta in the US at the end of January with an expected full rollout this summer. Boom. Wow. WWE Network meet PlayStation Now. That's awesome. What they're doing with that, it's like this for gaming now. One question. Yeah. Is that a man or a woman? I just couldn't stop thinking about that. (laughs) Andrew House is a man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That's cool. And I could already think of like PlayStation 1 games. I would love to be able to play on my iPhone, Mm. you know. 
This is uh, th- this was all announced at CES as well, and I have even more details for you than just the major announcements, so I can maybe answer some of the questions nice. that might yeah. be lingering in your head. Sony has officially revealed their online streaming game service PlayStation Now. At launch, you'll be able to stream popular hits and classic games from the PS3 library, first on the PS4 and PS3 systems, followed by PlayStation Vita. So at first, it's only going to be PlayStation 3 games Okay, for now. Yep. They're planning more, but they haven't made announcements about those necessarily yet. He did mention PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 in the announcement mm-hmm. at launch, just PlayStation 3 games. So they're starting with the most recent, and I assume they'll work their way back from there. In addition to PlayStation platforms, most 2014 U.S. models of Sony's, uh, Sony's Bravia TV lineup will support PS Now. Eventually, the service will expand beyond PlayStation platforms and Sony devices, allowing you to stream PlayStation games across a broad range of internet-connected devices, such as tablets and smartphones. Leveraging Gaikai's advanced cloud-based technology, PlayStation Now will also allow you to play the most updated version of your game. With games hosted in the cloud, you can take your game with you. Just log in with your Sony Entertainment Network account on a compatible device, and your games and saved progress will be easily available. Users will have options when it comes to how they want to access content on PS Now. You'll be able to rent by title for specific games you're interested in, or you'll be able to get a subscription that delivers additional value and will enable you to explore a range of titles. PS Now will begin a beta program in the U.S. at the end of January, with an expected full rollout in the U.S. this summer. Hmm. A little confused on how it's going to work, though, with the tablets and the iPhones. I'm glad you asked that, Mikey, because I have an answer for you. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) It didn't come out in the initial report, but... Uh, following that, like the next day, someone did clarify a little more how that's going to work. Games played on non-PlayStation devices will require a DualShock 3 controller for gameplay. Because if you remember, or if you know, uh, the DualShock 3 connects to the PS3 via Bluetooth. Mm-hmm. So any Bluetooth-enabled device can sync that DualShock 3 controller up with it. So basically your uh, iPod, iPhone, tablet, whatever it is, will be the screen while the DualShock 3 will remain the controller so that your gaming experience doesn't change from what it would be with a console. Yeah, but I just can't see my phone being able to handle a game like, say, God of War. Because your phone is not processing the game. Okay, it's just viewing it? Yes. From the cloud? The way it works is that this is... People have tried services like this before and they haven't necessarily worked because the transfer rates were never fast enough to create a seamless experience. There was always a lag or a latency or anything like that. When Sony bought Gaikai last year for like $380 million, people were like, what the hell is going on here? It was a mystery purchase that kind of came out of nowhere. Gaikai has achieved the fastest speeds ever. Mm -hmm. Nobody has done better than Gaikai when it comes to cloud-based transfer. So that was an investment in this now service coming So basically what happens is everything is stored in the cloud on their servers, on their processing power. All the games are processed in-house and you are only given the image of the game. Okay. So your input, the the whole uh, speed of it, it comes to you in 720p is the max right now. And the fact that they can even do 720p is really impressive. And people don't even realize PlayStation 3 was a 720p machine. Yeah. It was not a true 1080p device. So PlayStation 3 games are going to appear uh, as they were. So I don't know. Which is not <laughs> <What>? bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you're getting 720p image. The The only thing they need to deal with is the delay time between you hitting buttons 
and that actually happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. And they have success with their saying. And people tested it out at CES, too, and there's no complaints. They were like, we are blown away by how accurate and how good this is actually working. Right. So if all goes well, that's that's why it's going to work on all those devices that couldn't necessarily handle it. That's why your TV can play games without a console. Your TV doesn't really have processing power. No, it doesn't have any processing yeah. power. <laughs> I mean, I have a smart TV, so it has probably okay, a little right. bit. Mine doesn't. <laughs> right. It's got a little bit of processing power, but ultimately, there's no way it could handle a video game. No way. Especially a PS3 quality game. Right. You know, that's why I thought it would be great to play a PS1. I figured maybe my phone could process sure. a PS1 game. Sure. But if it's not processing, I can play whatever I want. How friggin' cool is that? So now what somebody needs to come out with is somebody needs to come out with... A dual shock pocket size controller that has a screen on it. <laughs> no, no, don't oh, need yeah. a screen. Just something smaller to carry it around. Exactly. With you. I mean, I don't think anybody would complain about having two sizes, two size like two smartphones in their pocket. Sure, but nobody's going to go shoving a dual shock controller in their pocket right, and go right, walking right, out the door. Right. But oh. I think it could be done. Yep. You know, or some sort of a case that goes around your phone. Yeah. Like if if you had a dual shock that had like two halves and yep. it could snap in with, Ooh, the, with screen the screen in the, in the middle, that'd be badass, right? right? I can see it happening. I bet it's the wheels are already spinning. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I kind of just envisioned for mine more of like an old school like Nintendo NES style controller, yep. like square thin, but almost instead of having your triggers on the top, you could almost have them on the back. Gotcha. So you'd have your two fingers underneath and then your thumbs on the front. Yeah. Who knows? Let's make it happen, Sony. Who knows if they're going to... Well, I mean, I was going to say, who knows if they're going to release just a separate device where you can have like a DualShock 3 controller <laughs> with a screen in the middle. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. have that. Wait a minute. <laughs> That's the PlayStation yeah. Vita. <laughs> we just invented that. Yeah. We're geniuses. <laughs> I'm a dumbass is what I am. <laughs> um, so that's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. We don't know price points yet or anything, but the fact that you can do subscription for some added value, like PlayStation Plus is added value to where you would just be buying games. You save money there. I'm assuming it's the same idea. Or... Mm-hmm. If you're not that hardcore gamer and you can only play casually, you only have a couple titles here and there you want to rent, you can do that too. So the different buying models are definitely going to be uh, enticing for people. Yeah. Really smart. And I think this is a huge, huge thing for Sony. Oh, yeah. This is tremendous. Definitely. Yeah. And the whole backwards compatibility argument is just out the window. Uh, yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Another thing that came out of CES. CES was uh, a lot of stuff going on. So uh, let's talk about it. Yeah. Uh, steam machines. Are you, have you heard about any of these? Like the cleaners? No, not necessarily. Okay. <laughs> that, that's the old school definition oh, okay. of steam machine. All, <laughs> all right? right. As of last week, that all changed. Okay. <laughs> uh, there were 13 different steam machines. I think 14, if you include Valve's official one, uh, revealed from third party hardware developers that are coming out with what they're calling steam OS on them. Now, what Valve is doing, uh, are you familiar with Valve, the company? No. Okay. <laughs> I'm th- I'm still thinking steam ball valve. All right. All right. Let- you know, steam mops. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I know you're not in, in as deep in the game world as I am. Yeah. So I'll break it down a little bit for you. All right. So steam is a gaming client. Okay. That is put out by a company called valve. Valve is the company that made half-life, half-life two portal. Oh, okay. Uh, those games. They also launched steam, which is the gaming client. It's a huge hub for indie gaming. 
started out that way. It also now has a lot of AAA titles like the Arkham series, like Skyrim, like Borderlands. A lot of those games you can get on Steam now, too. It's all digital. So there's no hard copy involved with this whatsoever. So I have Steam. I get codes all when when I review games for companies, they'll send me codes for Steam. Okay, I play them on there and I review them like that. So I have Steam on here. It is a new like indie gaming hub type thing. Uh, Valve is very open about it. And instead of they're entering the console market, but not traditionally. So they launched their own and they're launching their own Steam machine. Uh, I don't know if that's officially what it's called, the Valve Steam machine or something like that. But they also said, we don't want to be the only ones in this game. Anybody that wants to take our OS and it will be Steam OS and is kind of the ability to access all of your gaming library on this new operating system or whatever for these consoles. Like if anyone wants to develop their own Steam box, go for it. And 13 were shown at CES. Wow. All by different companies, all coming with Steam OS installed. Some of them are proprietarily all just for Steam OS. There's no other function beyond that. Some have Steam OS, but they're also full blown computers too. And they connect directly to your, uh, TV and they are working on a Steam controller as well. Cool. So there's a lot of that going on. So it's kind of like a Roku player. But for video games, is it kind of like that? Kind of. I mean, the games are all downloaded on my computer. It's just uh, it's almost like having um, it's like iTunes kind of. All right. I would I would compare Steam to iTunes. So I buy the game or I put the code in. I then own that game. I own a license for it. If I delete it off my computer, I still own that game. If I want to download it again later because I just deleted it for saving space, I can. So it's still mine. I've purchase the licenses for them steam itself is just the client with which i download these games through so it is kind of like itunes in a way yeah that's cool so um 13 different ones that range from 500 dollars on the low end to six thousand dollars on the high end (laughs) what yeah there's a company falcon northwest that's putting out a six thousand there's their actual steam boxes themselves range from 1500 to six thousand the one falcon northwest is putting out really yeah crazy but <laughs> <laughs> obviously people are giving a lot of a lot of choice th- with this, but it's it's a definitely a different model where they're saying, here's our operating system, build your own device, put it on there and sell it. We don't care <laughs> because it's all supporting our brand and our products and our delivery system. Wow. So I just can't see somebody throwing down six grand on it. Oh, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. either. no, that's crazy. But. Very interesting to see what's yeah. going to happen with these. Very, very interesting. I'm sure some will die while, while oh, yeah. others. I think a lot will die <laughs> while others thrive. Um, there was another thing that came out of CES too that was really cool. Uh, I'm going to show you a quick picture of it. It's not a finished product, but it's a great idea. The gaming company Razer came out with uh, what they're calling Christine, which is the first modular PC. So you're taking a look at the tower right there. Okay. And as you can see, it is kind of like a a solid piece right down the middle. And it looks like there's a whole bunch of cartridges put into it. So what this is basically is you have your sound card in one. You have your network card in another one. You have your graphics card in another one. As you want to upgrade your computer, you pop out a module and you pop in a new one. So it's not buy a whole new tower find what's compatible with the motherboard, this, this, this. It's pop in, pop out. You got your ports on the back of these modules already, your USB ports, your FireWire, your power. uh, Looks like the power supply is at the bottom there. 
There's a bigger one there. If one of those breaks, pop it out, buy a new one, pop it in. Cool. And it probably it looks efficient. I mean, look at the airflow around. Yeah, it. I know. Right. You would think this kind of a design would have come sooner to somebody. Yeah. Just even for cooling purposes. Right. But one of the coolest things about it, too, is when you are building a computer, one of the biggest things to consider is how compatible everything is with the motherboard. But the way this would work is that each module has what it needs to run itself. So the motherboard compatibility is no longer a question. Cool. You simply pop in, pop out, hmm. all that stuff. I assume each module would cost a little more than the power of maybe a graphics card on its own. But for somebody who's not a high-end computer user and doesn't want to waste all their time with all this silly little nonsense that you'd need to know to really upgrade every nuance of your computer yeah. all the time, this one's going to last you a lot longer in the long run for and just upgrading simply. That thing's pretty badass looking, too. I know, right? I like it, it even looks cool. <laughs> it does. It really does. Yeah. That would actually be really cool, like especially if you run a company, you know, it just even that thing sitting on your desk, it's... Yeah. It's almost like a sculpture. I know. I mean, the intent is it for it to be a gaming PC. Yep. Oh, yeah. I definitely see it geared to that. Right. But that doesn't mean that's where it's going to stay. Mm -hmm. Plus, it's not like you can't use a gaming PC for other things, too. Yeah. They're just gaming PC just means to me super powerful computer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which means it should be able to do anything. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. And um, I mean, there's so many ports on that thing and the way they have it displayed, not every single one of them is used. So. It it looks expandable. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Hmm. I wonder if, too, if they could ever figure out a way you could almost link them together. What do you mean? Like oh, more like, than one tower together. Maybe. So you can kind of expand your port setup. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's not a bad idea. And so, so I think that's a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. It really surprises me that it takes someone this long to kind of come up with that idea. Again, it's not, like, available any time soon that we're aware of, but... The fact that it's being developed, I like. Yeah. I dig that. Um, are you familiar with the the big news that came out of CES in regard to a certain Hollywood director? Um, Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. Well, if not, we're going to watch it right now. Okay. Uh, Michael Bay was hired by Samsung to speak on behalf of their curved, new curved TVs. This is what happened. Oh, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, director and producer Michael Bay. <laughs> How is everyone today? Uh, my job as a director is I get to dream for a living. Michael, you know, you're known for such unbelievable action. What, what inspires you? How, what, how do you come up with these unbelievable ideas? Um, I create visual worlds that are so beyond every, everyone's normal life experiences. And Hollywood is a place that creates uh, a viewer escape. And um, what I try to do is, I, as a director, I try to... Uh, the type is all off, sorry, but I'll just wing this. Tell us what you think. Yeah, we'll, just, we'll, we'll wing it right now. Um, I, take, I try to take people on an emotional ride. And um, the curve? How, does it, uh, how do you think it's going to impact uh, how viewers experience your movies? Excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's thank Michael Bay for joining us. Have you crawled out of your own skin yet? <laughs> wow. How can you not 
handle that situation. <laughs> you're just getting paid to talk about a TV. Yeah. I mean, come on. You're not, you know, it's not like you're making an award speech. Right. And like you said, wing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, oof. Yeah. Talk about what you do as a director. You telling me you can't do that? Right, right. <laughs> And that that is the response by most people. Now, Bay did after this write on his website uh, a little response to what happened because, wow, this was the big news coming out of CES on day one. So uh, he says, quote, wow, I just embarrassed myself at CES. Yes. I was about to speak for Samsung for this awesome curved 105 inch UHD TV. I rarely lend my name to any products, but this one is just stellar. I got so excited to talk that I skipped over the exec VP's intro line and then the teleprompter got lost. You probably noticed he came out, talked right away. The guy asked a question yeah. that <laughs> seemed like it set up that answer. Uh, then the prompter went up and down. Then I walked off. I guess live shows aren't my thing. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I Honestly, I thought the first time where he messed up, I thought he was doing it on purpose. I'm like, all right, this has got to be him setting himself up for something. I didn't realize he he did mess it up that bad. I know, right? Huh. Curved TV though. Yeah, I don't I don't know why. I don't get it. It's I mean, a hundred six inch that's a big TV. Right. But it's not that big. Yeah. I mean the only curved TV or it's not a TV, the only curved screens I've ever seen are the IMAX. Right. And <laughs> how many like they're a hundred feet. <laughs> right. How many people is this gonna really Yeah, I mean you'd have to be sitting for? like five feet in front of it to need it to curve around. Yeah. <laughs> I don't don't know. Which is, I don't care. That's great. I want a TV that wraps around my head. Yeah. To me, I think it's great, though. I love to see it because to me, that means normal TVs are going to just drop more in price. Yeah, right. You know, I know. I want to get, I need to get a bigger TV. Keep giving us the new gimmicks. Yeah. I want a 360 degree TV. I want to get on the floor and crawl (laughs) underneath and then pop up in the middle of it. You don't even need a remote to change channels. You just turn your head and then you're looking at a different show. (laughs) You just keep turning around. So that was immensely embarrassing uh, yeah. for Michael Bay. And, and like you said, like, clearly his mind was gone at that point. Yeah. So to ask a simple question like, hey, tell us about your job or we didn't prep you at all on what the hell this TV's for. <laughs> yeah. So I know. don't answer my question. That it's I just not like asked. he got abducted off the street and right. thrown on the stage. Yeah. And he just tucked his tail and walked away. Yeah. Now, for most people, I'd feel a little bad and you do a little bit. But at the same time, Michael Bay is usually so arrogant yeah. that it's almost like, oh, good. Take yeah. him down a notch. Exactly. He needed this. Yep. He needed this. So I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and I don't know. It, it, to me, too, knowing that he's a director, it's like, wow, you would never accept that out of one of your actors. No. You know, so it's like, wow. Yeah. Sack up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Uh, I have like. Eight or nine more stories here, but we're already like past an hour 15. Okay. So I think we're going to call it All <laughs> right. quits for today <laughs> and we'll save some of this stuff for next time. Right. Um, let's do some final thoughts. Something you want to plug? Anything in particular? Nothing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Quick and easy. <laughs> Sweet. That just means I have less yeah. editing time later <laughs> on. I appreciate it. Yeah. Even though I'm taking up more time by thanking yeah. you for not plugging anything. <laughs> yeah, that's that, right. I'm down the... Uh, whatever. Okay. So uh, check out everything we do at thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. Please like us at facebook.com slash thegeekgeneration. You can follow us at Geek Generation on Twitter and Pinterest. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Night Angel. If you have any feedback, questions, topics for the show, things you want to throw our way, you can email those to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. 
And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. Don't forget that the voting for the Geeky Awards are up. You have about a week and a half to do so. Uh, Wednesday, January 22nd is the cutoff date for those votes. Go to thegeekgeneration.com slash awards to do that. And uh, before we get like into an hour and a half, two-hour show here, uh, we're going to say bye, and we'll see you next week. Later. Make it so.